everyone. Welcome to the Immortality Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, here with Josh. Today, we're going to be drinking some young raw pour from Iwu. So, you can see it right here. Very young autumn harvest material. So, what's distinct about this kind of tea is, first of all, that it comes from Yunnan, which is the biological birthplace of tea. Also, that it comes from very old tea trees, talking in the range of 100 to 300 years old. So, let me get this started. If you've never had a, or if you've had a pu'er, you've probably had something very dark and earthy. Those are uh, shu style or ripe pu'ers or cooked pu'ers, as they're often called. This one is the kind of the opposite. It's a raw or shung style pour. So it has not undergone any kind of fermentation process yet. The reason that shu pour came about was basically to imitate the flavors of raw pour that they, that they attain after maybe 30 or 40 years of wet aging. So this one's going to be very different. It won't be fermented at all. It was only harvested a few months ago in the fall of last year. So it's going to be a little closer to a green tea, but with some very notable differences. So I'm just going to give it a little, little shake just to heat up the leaves. I'll hold it up a little for everyone to see. Should be very nice big leaves. You should be able to see some buds in there. Along with along with some bigger leaves, and some stems, so there's kind of a wide variety of of uh, material in there. And if we give it a sniff, it should kind of have some maybe floral, maybe slightly fruity notes, and maybe some earthy notes. So I'll just start this. And again, this is a tea that I'm gonna rinse. You might not need to rinse these necessarily because they're not. This one's not aged. However, like with oolongs, it's going to take a couple of steeps to really get up to speed. Um, so the first one's just kind of to get it started. And I like to just pour it into the cups first to get the oils everywhere. And then throw them out. So you get a nice little layer of oil down, tea oil down in the cup. And wow. Um, any any questions so far, Josh? No. So let's so that's the rinsed leaves right there, and I can I can actually smell it from here. Um, very sweet, fruity, grassy, pungent. So how long are you going to steep this one for? Five or ten seconds. It's 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 just kind of starting. So on the first steep, maybe you can go a little longer, but these will go bitter generally if they're steeped too long, um, and that's from, you know, the, it's, it's, it's much greener, there's no roast, no fermentation, no oxidation really, um, and there's, there's probably quite a few buds in this blend, so I don't want to push it too hard just yet, we can push it a little harder as it goes on. But that's a really nice yellow color. 
Uh, obviously, you know, I, I kind of compared it to green tea, but it's as you can see, it's not green. It doesn't undergo any kind of kill green or like steaming or roast or anything. These tend to be kind of more or less just picked, dried, rolled a little, and then uh, re-dried and pressed into cakes. So, um, I mean, I've got kind of a lot to say about this one, but. Yeah, that's a great first steep. Yeah. So, so, so what are you, what are you, what are you getting in this? It got this astringent quality to the mm -hmm. water. The water has a different texture. Sure. But then it's also got this green, grassy, kind of alive hay thing going on. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's there, there's definitely like it's very sweet. It's very aromatic. But like you said, there's a grassy hay straw, um, earthen quality to it also. So, um, when we talk about uh, raw pour in particular, terroir becomes very important, right? Um, so anyone not familiar with the ter term terroir, that's a wine term. It's French specifically, it means of the land. So the idea is that the specific region that the tea is grown in makes a lot of difference uh, in terms of its ultimate flavor profile. So... This tea is from Iwu, which is a township and a series of mountains in the in a Shishuangbana area of Yunnan province in China. Um, so a very, very specific location. Even more specifically, this tea is a blend of two different villages' productions. It's uh, Gaoshan and Mahe. So a blend of two very specific villages. Um, and Iwu teas, um, they definitely have that hay quality like you were talking about, Josh. Um, they, t they tend to be floral, light, aromatic. It's definitely like one of the most famous and sought after terroirs in, in terms of Rapur. Well, and the fact that it's coming from one to three hundred year old trees—you can't beat that. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, and th and th and then there's a Chinese term that you may hear in relation to rapur. It's gushu, uh, g u s h u. It means ancient tree. Yunnan is the genetic birthplace of tea. There is there is tea cultivation, but there are also teas growing naturally as they would have before any kind of human intervention. Certain families or villages will have plots of wild trees that have been there, in, like in their family, being harvested by their by their families for generations, and no one really knows how old the trees are. Just that they're very old, um, and they're growing in a very biodiverse environment. In terms of price and in terms of flavor, much more highly sought after than plantation or terrace tea or garden tea, as it's sometimes called. You know tea growing in like small bushes and like rows as opposed to like this would be something from like a large tree uh, way out in the woods most likely 
And so does that just mean everything about that tea plant and the tea leaf is cleaner? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that it's like totally organic because every, everything picks up like pesticides. It is, it is like China, even though it's very rural China. If you um, had this beside something that was like lower quality material, something that was like the same style of tea, but you know, plantation tea, I think what you would notice is one, a lack of body compared to that tea, um, two, a lack of complexity, and additionally, a lack of just energy. So, and by energy, you know, you, you, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sort of alluding to like chi, so the energy of energy of the land that's absorbed into the plant that like we're taking, you know, as tea drinkers into us. Well, and and really that tea chi or that tea energy uh-huh. produces whatever tea drunk state mm-hmm. or whatever I like to call tea drunk or whatever, yeah. you know, people, you know, experience. So how many steeps have you done on this? And it seems like this one you could steep for this, the whole day. This one will go a long ass time. Yeah. Like nine to 12, probably you could, you could go to, you'd want to go to like longer steepings, like a minute, two minutes. This one will stand up. There's, there, 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 there's a lot of concentrated nutrients and polyphenols and catechins. Um, there's just a lot there's a lot happening in these little leaves, and as you can see, they're like not even, really even close to being open yet. It's 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 kind of it's kind of coming alive a little now. There's there's some opening. No, oh, they look. You get like a a little seed. But it's gonna it's gonna open as we steep. flavor will just become more and more evolved. Kind of rinse this out. I find that the raw puers definitely have a deeper energy. I yeah. mean, it it's great. It's an energy that you can get stuff done with. Mm-hmm. It's like that calm focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will say I have drunk too much puer one time. Oh, you go crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> How would you <laughs> describe you drink on puer? How would you describe that feeling of tea drunk on puer or just drinking too much? Cause so what's what, what's interesting to me actually is that um, I feel like I do get different kinds of tea drunk with different kinds of tea. With these, with with the raw puer, I feel like a specific energetic quality that's maybe like more oriented in like the crown, or like the you know it's 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 very it's very like upward it's uh, it's upward going. Um, it, it's, it's definitely like a high, it crosses the blood brain barrier. There's <laughs> something about it. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think that's like, I think it's like a metaphysical quality personally, but like, I mean, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of caffeine, uh, a lot of L-theanine. There's definitely, there's, there's a lot going on just chemically and psychoactively, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it just, for me also, there's, there's something that I, in this that I can't really attribute to just caffeine and polyphenols you know yeah it's definitely the age of the plant because what i try to remind myself is when was the last time you touched anything over a hundred years old yeah yeah, let alone consumed something yeah Yeah. it's nice you can see and so the the leaves opening alone these are these are still very fragrant leaves 
The what, Josh? Oh. And so this this cake of pu'er uh-huh. was pressed for Trident. Oh, yeah. And um, because of that pressing, they used a variety of leaves, right? Or so like, here, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you guys the cake. Uh, it's, yeah, it's got, our, it's got our logo on it. So this one was uh, in partnership with iwomountaintea.com. Philip Lee uh, runs, runs that. He's one of our contacts in the Yunnan. And then let me open it up a little. So here's the there's the cake. Very like nice like stems, buds, leaves, very pretty cake, lots of different material, olive colored leaves. Um I can just kind of feel the oils coming off on my fingers. This is like such a sexy cake. Yeah, the flavor's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. More astringent. So sometimes you might want to actually uh in the middle when you're steeping these I find you might want to reduce the steeping time before you bring it back up in the later steepings. Just kind of a taste thing. Well, this one's definitely gotten a little astringent, a little grassy. Definitely a lot of oomph, right? I mean, there's there's a fruity quality, like orchard fruit. Olive oil, maybe. Do you feel like you kind of, like, taste it a little in your throat? Yeah, it's like the middle note expands mm-hmm. in into the back note which i feel like it's like the astringent quality kind of cleaning stuff out yeah like i don't know that's how my layman mind processes it so so there's a term for that in chinese it's called huigan uh it's like the returning sweetness that you experience more in the back of your palate towards your throat yeah it refers to like after that first wave has like washed off you'll you'll maybe breathe and there'll just be like this sweet perfumery quality and be, you, you should be able to taste it. Like a, a very good pour, you should you should be able to still taste like well after you've drinking it. With this one, mm-hmm. you could really steep this cake the whole day. I mean, or a really long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a good steep. So I think this one's a lot lighter than the, or it doesn't have that astringent quality, right? No. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you went shorter on that last mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. and now it's just really like the 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 brighter qualities, sweeter yeah, qualities. Yeah, but there's, and there's 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 so much body though, right? Like, yeah, it's like so it's so thick. It's like it coats like the whole mouth. So what do you? What kind of tea drinkers do you think would like this tea? Um, I think raw pour in general is not for beginners. Um, not if you've just kind of had like whatever, like a few blacks, a jasmine, if that's like more your speed. These are very subtle teas, first of all, but they're also, they also have qualities that may not be friendly to like, it, to maybe a more westernized palate. I would agree. Like, I think this is like the advanced stages of tea drinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when i started drinking pu'ers you have to feel your body because if you drink too much pu'er and you don't eat food oh my God. your your stomach energy it's like someone turned on your metabolism and you could eat through uh, you know anything you could eat so much food yeah and so when i start to drink pu'ers i always try to make sure to have a full stomach but then mm-hmm. also know that i'm signing up for something that is a little more medicinal than than just any tea. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't start my day on this for that exact reason. You want to like have something in you. You definitely want to be paying attention to. These do these do tend to be a little 
rough on the stomach. Of course, that changes when we're talking about fermented pu'er. Uh, they're actually those the, the the opposite's kind of true for those. It's uh, those tend to be very good for for the stomach, like the very like stomach settling, if anything. Why is that? Um, I would hazard a guess that it's has to do with the um, microbial activity, right? There's probably a good good bacteria. So the thing about pu'er is it's it's generally understood to be um, a fermented tea. This one has not had a chance to ferment very very much, so I, so it's it's really not fermented at all. But ge but generally, when we're speaking about it, we're talking about teas that have a whole microbial community on in them uh, that's developed over years or like through a pro process of wet piling. So maybe in a future episode, we'll we'll feature like some ripe poor or some like aged poor and just to see where see how that treats us differently. But yeah, this 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 is not really a beginner level tea. It's it's sweet, but the sweetness is not like upfront in your face like a black tea or like a scented tea like a jasmine. It's a very vegetable sweetness. Like like snow peas or beans or something, but it's very it's, it's to, to to me to me it's very nice. It's it's very like clear for all the advanced tea drinkers uh -huh. listening, you know, if how tea drunk will this tea get them on a level of like, you know, one to 10, could you just well, rank it? Always, it? You know, it, it kind of depends. Like, like tea drunkenness is like obviously not really possible to quantify because it's not a physical quality. It's, it's I think a metaphysical quality for me, uh, like a nine, probably an eight or a nine. Like I've I've had like you know maybe some crazier teas than this that were like specifically blended to have that quality. I think we blended this one more to just have like a nice round flavor profile. Like like the Gaoshan material is very fragrant, but there's not a lot of body. And like the inverse is true for like the Mahe. So we we wanted something that would have both good body and good aromatics, which is why we uh, decided for these two origins for the blend. But the chi, the chi is very, very pronounced in this, so it'll, it'll, it'll get you drunk. I like that. So, for this cake specifically, where do people get this cake from? Yeah. So this, along with um, all of our teas, uh, you can find on tridentcafe.com/teas, or you can come in the shop Trident Cafe in downtown Boulder and, you know, ask for Jake or Peter, and we will talk to you all day about tea, show you all we all we have. Are there any final thoughts on this wonderful, wonderful pu'er, this raw pu'er from ancient bush trees? Well, I just think it's something that needs to really be experienced for yourself and just know going in that it may be challenging, but it's very, very, very rewarding once you've, once you've reached that level to where you're able to appreciate the, the subtleties and really just feel like transported to that primeval Chinese forest. I feel like the pu'ers send me on a journey. Yeah. I think what's interesting about any pu'er is they kind of make me realize my place in time. Sure. Because the pu'er takes so long to process that most people who drink normal black tea will never get to drinking a pu'er just mm -hmm. because it's really the medicinal effects of tea. Sure. And so you're thinking about life in this, you know, immortal immortality you're thinking of it in this longer lifespan yeah yeah and for that reason these these are also just not 
commodity products, right? It's not like there's like acres growing bushes of this. It's it's pretty rare. It's pretty special. Um, you just you have to like know someone who has access to these good tea trees to be able to get your hands on this material. So the importance of the tea is that it really does give you these other effects in your body that people have only quantified with the term tea drunk, but really this tea is really special. I mean, like I can feel it and it's hard to get a hold of this cake. So I just, and I'm glad that you guys are selling it and also bringing We're selling it for a very reasonable price, $80 a cake, which if, if, if you know anything about the market is, so it's a little, it's a little outrageous. Um, this, this cake could easily go for more than twice that. But I, th- I think, I think what I was trying to get at was that it's, yeah, it's, it's not for just anyone, right? It's, for, it's for someone who's like, sort of has a more cultivated and uh, subtle appreciation for these flavors and qualities. Thanks everyone again for joining us at the tea table. My name is Jake with Josh. You can find this tea and others on tridentcafe.com slash teas, or you can come into the shop in downtown Boulder, Trident Cafe. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed.